Breadbox Media Programming is brought to you by... Hi, I'm Scott Hahn, and I'd like to invite you personally to join me and Breadbox Media on August 24th in New Oxford, Pennsylvania. For a day of spiritual renewal, I'll be presenting three talks, one on St. Joseph, one on the Sacrament of Matrimony, and another one on the Holy Eucharist. Learn more and register at breadboxmedia.com forward slash PA conference. I hope to see you there. Celebrate our God-given freedom and faith while honoring our Blessed Mother with Girelli's USA Rosary. Each state is represented on this rosary's 50 beads. Red, white, and blue enamel adorn its patriotic crucifix. Get yours today. Shop www.ghirelli.com. Welcome to Why Do Catholics, the podcast from Catholics about the Catholic faith and what we believe. I'm your host, Rachel Bryson. Joining me again, welcome back, Father Josh Cavender. It is always great to be here on the show. Well, we are so glad to have you. You know, here is as we're continuing our discussion on the sacraments of the Catholic Church. And uh, I know today's uh, topic is is one of those sacraments that... You know, honestly, a lot of Catholics really are afraid of, and, and that's our sacrament of, you know, reconciliation or confession. So, so Father, can you just, you know, take it away and explain what, what is the sacrament? Absolutely. The, the sacrament of reconciliation is the, the sacrament of God's mercy. It really is. Once you've been baptized— we all know that once somebody's baptized, they are perfect for the rest of their life. They never sin again. They are the nicest person in the world, and they don't even have an inclination to sin, right? No, no, that's completely false, right? <laughs> our actions, our habits are like muscle memory. If we are actively practicing good things, that's called a virtue. So we continue to actively practice. It's, it's more easy to practice good things. Vice versa, if we are regularly doing bad things— we build up a habit of doing bad things. That's called a vice. So we have the graces of baptism and all of the glory that is given to us in them, but that doesn't take away all of the even years of decades, even, of habits that we've built up, the bad habits. So we still have this, this uh, fallen human nature, this concupiscence that gives us an inclination to sin. And so we still have to deal with that in our spiritual life. So what happens after your sins are forgiven in baptism, are you just not allowed to sin for the rest of your— well, yes, you're not allowed to sin for the rest of your life, but what happens if you do? So, well, God says, that's okay, I have a sacrament for that. It's called reconciliation. When we are able to come before the priest, before God, to confess our sins, receive a penance, and then be forgiven from those sins. It is, it is a, a, a very, very powerful sacrament, and— one that I recommend that people go to regularly. So how regularly? I mean, you know, are we talking like once a year, every six months, every week? I mean, what, what sure. would be regular? I think a good spiritual practice is to go monthly. That would be—that's not to say, like, if you find yourself in mortal sin that you should delay until the next month. No. If you're in a state of mortal sin, get yourself to confession and be forgiven for that. You don't want mortal sin on your soul. But 
In terms of the regular practice of confession, I would suggest going once a month. And if it's possible, go to the same priest, because there's, in a sense, there's an accountability. Uh, the priest doesn't remember anything from confession, but if you have to go before the same person and confess the same sins, you feel that little bit of tinge of guilt in your own soul, which is a good thing. That means your conscience is formed well, uh, but it, it also helps us not to continue sinning. So I, I recommend that as, as a rough timeline. Okay. Now, Father, I know you, you were telling me earlier about the connection between God and us and how sin really breaks that down. And you had a great analogy or a way of explaining how sin interferes between God and, and us. Absolutely. Back in my, I guess this, uh, this was back from my physics days. I studied physics before I became a priest. And our spiritual life is like an electric circuit. So we have a power source. Then we have something like a light bulb. Uh, and then you have to connect the circuit back to the power source again. You know, if you just if you just run a single wire out to a light bulb, nothing's going to happen. You have to reconnect the circuit. It's a continuous flowing flowing river, as it were. So uh, our spiritual life is like this uh, this electric circuit that needs to be connected at both ends. When we have uh, a mortal sin on our soul, that breaks our relationship with God. So that breaks the circuit. And when we have venial sins on our soul, those damage our relationship with God. So it's like having corroded circuits. So how does this this fit into the spiritual life? God is always giving us, God is the power source. He's like the battery in the circuit. He's always giving us his life, his love, and his grace. But those will not be effective in our life. Like our, our the little light bulb of our life won't turn on unless we're connected back to God. The sacrament of reconciliation repairs the circuit, recompletes the circuit if we've broken it, or cleans up all the corrosion from venial sins if we have those on our soul as well. So we continuously come to confession to be able to reconnect our circuit to God and be able to actually have that light of Christ shine in our souls and to be a light of, uh, to the rest of the world for Christ. Well, thank you, Father, for, for that analogy. I think that's going to help a lot of people to, to kind of understand the how sin really does break our connection with God. Now, what about how does the, the sacrament actually work? Can you explain that? Sure. Normally, whether you're, you just meet with a priest privately, face-to-face, or whether there's like the classic screen between you and uh, everybody knows the opening lines of confession from, from the movies uh, or from going themselves. You know, bless me, Father, for I've sinned. It's been however long since my last confession, and these are my sins. And at that point, the person confesses all of their sins that they have since the last confession. And for mortal sins, a mortal sin, like I said, breaks the circuit. So it's a spiritual gunshot wound to the chest. Okay. So if you're a, if you're a, a doctor and you get four of the five gunshot wounds... It doesn't really do you any good, right? right. So you, you have to confess all of the mortal sins that you're aware of in number and kind. So that is identifying which of the, the places that we have broken our relationship with God. So as a spiritual doctor, God, through the priest, can heal those wounds. So then the priest, after hearing those, those sins, will assign a penance. And then there's the act of contrition. Now, the act of contrition isn't just some magical formula that says you're sorry. It's a standardized prayer that allows us to say, I am sorry for my sins, whether I'm just 
afraid of the spiritual ramifications or, which would be called imperfect contrition, or because I truly am in this relationship with God, I realized how it's damaged our, damaged our friendship and I am sorry for, uh, you know, breaking the love that God has given me. And then I'm sorry for doing that in my, in my, you know, my thoughts, my words, my actions, my inactions. And so in, in the future, I intend to do penance, to be able to repair those sins and to avoid any occasion of sin in the future. So it's, it's this, it's not just saying this writ prayer to be able to say we're sorry. We should be saying it from the depths of our heart, like, Lord, I have offended you and I am sorry. And I'm going to try to do my best with your grace to not do this in the future. And then the priest says some of the most beautiful words in creation. And that is the full, the full uh, absolution prayer is God the Father of mercies through the death and resurrection of his Son has reconciled the world to himself and sent the Holy Spirit among us for the forgiveness of sins. Through the ministry of the church, may God give you pardon and peace. And I absolve you from your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Now, for the matter in the form, right, you were talking about that in earlier episodes. We need confession. We need that we need to confess our sins. We need to have repentance for them. And then we need to have those words present, the I absolve you from your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. So those are the, that we have the sins that are being taken care of by God, you know, the sins that he's forgiving us for and the prayer of forgiveness. Excellent. Uh, now, what about, like, I, I know when we started off, I, I said that sometimes the sacraments, it can be a little frightening for people to go to. So mm-hmm. are, are there any concerns that, that you've heard since becoming a priest that people, that, that Catholics have brought up as far as, you know, why they don't go to confession? Sure. And the two big things that I generally hear about confession are, one, why do I have to go to a priest? And, and the flip side of that is, why can't I just say I'm sorry to God and have him forgive me? So they're two sides of the same coin, but they are different questions. Let's handle the second one first. Why can't I just say I'm sorry to God and have him forgive me? Well, I would say you have to say you're sorry to God. And, and in your prayer life, absolutely. Just because I have to go to a priest for confession doesn't mean I, I don't say I'm sorry to God right? So that's a false dichotomy, mm-hmm. you know, a false setting up of sides. I do have to say I'm sorry to God. But let me set up, since, since this is forgiveness of sins, right, uh, and mortal sin is a breaking of a relationship with God, let's put that in the context of an actual friendship, right? Okay. Okay, so let's say you break your relationship with your friend. The, the, the basics of friendship, right? You don't steal from each other, you don't lie to each other, you know, you don't cheat on the spouse with the spouse of your friend, right? Those are kind of the big things that break a relationship, and they kind of sound like the Ten Commandments, right? Oh, yeah, that's right, because those are the big mortal sins that we have to deal with. So I break my relationship with my friend. I go to them in the future after it's been done, and I say, I am sorry. I really, really messed up, and I want you to forgive me. Well, if that friend never says, I forgive you, you're not forgiven, (laughs) right? So the question is, is, if we, go to our, if we go to God, how can we be assured that he says, I forgive you? Because without that, without that, that assurance, that hearing back, I forgive you, to every time we say, I'm sorry, we're always going to be left with this ambiguous uncertainty 
of whether or not we're forgiven. And since it's, again, the, these are the sacraments of salvation. So these are the, I'm putting my, I'm putting my eternal soul uh, on the line here. I, I want to be pretty certain that God said, I forgive you. Why do we need to go to a priest? Well, we know that Christ in the New Testament, right? You know, in, of course, everything from Christ is from the New Testament. He says to his apostles, whose sins you forgive are forgiven them, and whose sins you retain are retained. How are the apostles supposed to forgive sins if they don't know what the sins are? Or how are they supposed to retain the sins if they don't know what the sins are? So it implies that there is an actual confession of the sins to those apostles, to his priests. Christ instituted these men, these priests, to be on his behalf to say, I forgive you. Now, there's lots in there that we could that we'll be able to talk about, hopefully, in, in a future episode with priesthood. But it's not that the priest by himself has any ability to forgive sins. It's that the priest acting on behalf of Christ, with the, with the authority that Christ has given him to say the words, I absolve you from your sins, and to actually have that relationship repaired. So it's not just going to a priest— It's that God has placed the priest there to work through him to be able to have the penitent hear God say with absolute certainty, I forgive you. Okay, that's very powerful to to know, to to be able to know for certain that you are absolved, you are forgiven, it's a clean slate. I'm certainly very grateful for it and having gone to confessions many times myself, so. Mm -hmm. Now, another thing that, you know, I've heard father there there's always this you know maybe this concern about or or again this fear of going to confession because you don't want the priest to remember what you said you're you're afraid that the priest might judge you for the sins you're confessing so do the priests remember the the sins that are confessed no they they do not on one level there's a priest can have absolutely no knowledge of what happens in the sacrament of confession on a more practical level, speaking from my own experience and talking with other priests, you know, they've had similar experiences, realizing that the grace of the sacrament, what it's doing, that you are reuniting a person with God. And there's a real fatherhood in priesthood. That's why people call priests father. That all I see is a hurting child wanting to be back in a relationship with God. I think the glory of what you remember more is is being able to see the smile of somebody's face that has been reunited after confession. Mm-hmm. You know, the glory of that, to know that this person's soul was on the brink of disaster and was just pulled out of the pits of hell and back into the kingdom of heaven. That is a glorious moment to be able to witness. But at the end of the day, sin is boring. I don't know how else to say that. <laughs> There's no such thing as a sin by itself. A sin is always a lacking of something right? People talk about like eating, right? People can either say like, I overeat or I undereat. Well, there's a proper, there's a proper amount of food that you should be eating. And people say, you know, I stress eat or I undereat. The virtue is in the middle. That's the good thing. And it's, it's, it's how much we've, we've moved away from that. So sin isn't like a thing by itself. So it can't be creative. Mm -hmm. Maybe have some new creative ways to not do the good thing, but it's always bounded by the good thing. The good thing that we do is always the one that that can be creative and move forward. And honestly, the devil really is a very simple bag of tricks. He just likes to use them in different ways. So sin is, sin is boring and it's, it's unmemorable. Moving on from that, so, mm-hmm. so since 
you know, our, our clergies don't or our priests don't remember the sins. What if, you know, because I know there there's a lot of, you know, discussion through, throughout the United States about having priests reveal what was said to them mm-hmm. in the confessional. And, and currently that is absolutely positively not allowed. That is a private conversation. So, you know, can you can you talk about that at all? I mean, are mm-hmm. there penalties for a priest if he would, in fact, talk about what's said in the confessional? Yes, indeed, there are. There are big penalties for the priest, and it's not a slap on the wrist and a fine with a little bit of community service. Okay, if a priest breaks the seal of confession, the penalty for that is that the priest is, first of all, automatically in mortal sin. So his soul, in revealing the sins of somebody else, the priest puts his own soul on the line spiritually. Okay, so he enters into mortal sin. Well, so what would you do if you're in mortal sin? You go to confession, right? Well, there's certain sins that are, they're called reserved sins, that you either have to go to, say, the bishop or even the pope to ask for forgiveness. So this priest is in mortal sin. He's considered excommunicated as a penalty. He is no longer able to be part of the body of Christ until he remedies the situation. Mm-hmm. And he has to go and get permission from Rome to delegate a priest to hear his confession. So he has to publicly admit that he broke the seal to Rome and be able to, to be able to receive forgiveness for that. So if a priest cherishes his soul and cherishes his own relationship with God, he would rather die than break the seal of confession. We put a lot of skin in this game, right, to, to be able to hear this. And, and it is the glorious thing. And, and priests would willingly die to be able to protect the sins, uh, that conversation that happens between God and this person. The priest simply is sitting there as the, the, uh, the, the means for that person mm-hmm. to, as, as the mediator for that person to receive forgiveness. He's not just, this isn't just pious counseling. This isn't just pious therapy. This is God acting in this person's life. So the priest is simply there as the means for that to happen. So he will never break the seal of confession. And priests have died throughout history because they refuse to break the seal. And so people need not have any fear of saying anything in confession because a priest will not reveal that information that was, that was said to him because he does not remember it and he will not remember it. Thank you, Father, so much. This has been definitely an enlightening conversation. I think it's going to you know, help a lot of our, our Catholic brothers and sisters to really understand this sacrament much better than they may right now. If it helps people get to confession and be able to uh, receive that grace, God be praised in all things. Absolutely. Well, thank you, Father, again. You are listening to Why Do Catholics, a podcast from the Diocese of Harrisburg. We'll see you next time.
this is International Catholic singer Anna Nuzzo inviting you to join me and Father Dan Cambra of the Marian Fathers on a select international tour's Divine Mercy pilgrimage to Poland and the Czech Republic. It takes place in September of 2019, and we would love for you to join us. For more information, go to my website, annanuzo.com. Thank you, and God bless. Breadbox Media Programming is brought to you by Introducing the redesigned CatholicSingles.com Featuring new ways that put the spotlight on the person and their faith Not just a profile picture For the past 20 years, faithful Catholics have used CatholicSingles.com And the reimagined CatholicSingles.com website Is ready to help single Catholics take the next step In sharing meaningful relationships with other faithful Catholics Remember, CatholicSingles.com for faith fellowship, and love.